Welcome to Mishnah Yomi. We are learning Masech, the Shabbos of Seder Moed. And welcome back to all those who are with us. From the beginning, we learned Seder Zrayim together and now continuing on to learn Seder Moed. Today we are picking up with Mishnah Shabbos, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. And our Mishnah opens up dealing with the laws of Shabbos, and particularly the laws of carrying on Shabbos. Now this is actually an interesting way to open up Masech the Shabbos. You would expect Masech the Shabbos to open up perhaps with detailing the 39 Malachas of Shabbos, something that doesn't come up to way later in the Masechta, or perhaps to open up with a chalent recipe, to quote a joke of my friend David Bashevkin. So why? Why do we open up with the minutia and the intricacies of carrying on Shabbos, and you'll, as you'll see in our Mishnah, not just a blanket prohibition, but actually a very intricate detail of when and how one is over, one violates the prohibition of carrying on Shabbos. It's kind of a bit of a funny way to start, a bit of a heavy way to start. And Rabbi Beshevkin argues that what the beauty of Shabbos, the tranquility of Shabbos, only comes when we put in the hard work, when we're willing to get down to the nitty-gritty, when we're willing, like anything else he writes, truly worth setting apart and sanctifying, it requires both toil and transcendence. It's hard work to make it just right, but when you do, and only when you do, you'll be elevated into a world of meaning that exists in large part because you paid attention to it and made it special. That is to say, that the super stressful of, stressfulness of Erev Shabbos, of trying to remember everything you must do, all that plays into making Shabbos more beautiful and more transcendent. And that's where we begin with the laws of carrying these intricate laws. So let's begin. Our Mishnah is going to open up detailing the carrying on Shabbos. It says our Mishnah that when it comes to carrying on Shabbos, so we are familiar that you need to have an Erev. In order, to car- in order to carry, you need to have an enclosed structure or a structure that at least is out there that allows you to carry. How does it work? What exactly is the prohibition to carry? So there's two parts of the prohibition of carrying in a public domain. Either carrying four amus, approximately six to eight feet, that in and of itself in a public domain is a problem. Or if you remove something from a private domain and put it in a public domain or vice versa, even if it's less than for almost less than six feet, that too is a prohibition. But it's crucial to know the following. This, that there's a problem of removing something from one rishus, one domain, and bringing it to another domain, it requires that you have to do an akira and a hanacha. What that means is you have to both remove it and then place it. Pick it up and then put it down. Pick it up in one domain and put it down in the other domain. If you only do half, you only pick it up in one domain, but you don't put it down in another domain, you do not violate the prohibition on a biblical level. And the case our mission is going to talk about is, let's say you get a knock on your door, and there is an awning at the door, there's a poor person asking you for bread, and you hand him bread. So you picked it up in the private domain, and he's the one now who takes it into the public domain, so there would only be a problem with the Rabbanon. Our mission is now going to detail various scenarios where this, this exact scenario of a Ani, coming to your door and you having a transaction of giving him bread, how exactly you could be over Deraisa or Derabanan, biblical, biblical or Derabanan or Rabbinic. So, there are essentially multiple different variations of how four types of ways, uh, two types that are forbidden by the Torah, that are four types um, once you include Rabbinic law, 
of that are that are pro prohibited when it comes to carrying on shops Kate so what do I mean I know it's, it's been a bit esoteric how so so the classic case you have a ani. why do we use the case of an ani? just FYI so the commentators point out because you might think we have an ani who's poor who's destitute and charity tzedakah is so important it's a great mitzvah this would override the prohibition of Shabbos and the answer is it does not so again you have an ani at your door he's standing outside in the public domain and you, the Balhabayas, is standing inside. It's called the Balhabayas Ruvain. So the Ani is outside, Ruvain is inside. The poor person, while standing outside, extends his hand into the house and puts the object into the owner's hand. As in, let's say he takes a basket that he has, that he wants the Balabais to put his food into. He takes the basket and he takes a basket from outside and he places it into the into the hand of the Balabais. What effectively did he do? He picked the basket up from the outside and placed it in, into the outside, in, inside, into the Balabais' hands. Or he takes a loaf of bread from the from the from Reuven's hand, from the Balabais' hand, and brings it out of the out of the house. In all these cases, in these two cases, the Ani is liable, and the owner of the house, Ruvain, is exempt. Again, what's going on here? In both these cases, the Ani is standing outside, and either he's handing something, he's by reaching into the house, he's handing something to the Balabayas, or he's reaching into the house and taking something from in the house, outside, to the, to the public domain. So again, both these cases, it's a transfer of Rishuyos, a transfer of domains, all done on by the ani all done by the poor person. Next case. What happens if Pashid Balabai says Yadu Lukhutz and Ani? The Ani is standing outside, his hands are spread open, he's saying, Please give me something. So the Balabais reaches out, extends his hand outside his house, where he had from in his house he had picked up a piece of bread, and he drops it into the hand of the Ani whose hands are extended out or whose hands are open outside the house. So in that case it's a problem because again he's picking up from in his house and dropping it outside his house. Or the Ani standing outside the house holding a basket, and the Balabais reaches out of the house, takes the basket from the Ani's hand, and brings it into his house, puts it on his table in order to fill it up. Again, in both these cases, a transfer of domains. Either he's taking something from in the house and putting it into the Ani's hand, or taking something from the Ani's hand and bringing it into his house. So Balabais Chayiv Ani Putter. So in this case, the owner of the house, Ruvain, is obligated, is liable, whereas the Ani is exempt. Is Why? Because he didn't do anything. Thing. He was just standing there. He was standing there and hadn't, didn't, didn't do passively. Now here is the case where the rabbanon, the rabbinic law, gets involved. The rabbinic law is broken. Let's say the poor person is holding an object in his hand. He's holding a basket and he extends his hand into the house. And in the house, the, the owner takes something from the basket. Or if the owner puts an object into the into the poor person's hand when it's extended into the house, and then he withdraws his hand out of the house, Shnei and Puturin, both of them are ex exempt when it comes to biblical law, but they're liable when it comes to rabbinic law. Now, it's going again, the same case, but just where the Balabais is the one doing more of the work. If the Balabais extends his hand out of the house holding a loaf of bread, and the poor person, and the poor person takes the bread out of the hand, or the poor person puts an object into the owner's hand, as in the, as in the Ruve puts his hand outside, and 
and the poor person, Ani, places his basket into the, owner, into the owner's hand, and then he withdraws his hand now into the house, taking the basket with him. Shnei and Patur both are exempt from biblical law, but they're chayev when it comes to rabbinic law. I wish you all a wonderful day, and Hatzlacha learning the Masechta, and it's not all this complicated, so bear with us. I look forward to learning together.